0: Take a seat. Good morning boys and girls. I'm your substitute teacher, Mr. Tinman. And our first assignment today is what you wanna be when you grow up. So we're gonna go around the room. You over there with the Afro Puffs. What do you wanna be when you grow up? Um, I'm thinking about a hairstylist or like a designer. Those are some pretty good professions. And you over there in the Marlins jersey, what do you want to be when you grow up?
1: I want to be a baseball player.
0: Oh, that's a pretty awesome profession as well. And you over there sitting there with the tiara. What would you like to be when you grow up?
1: I want to be a DJ.
0: Oh, that's a pretty crafty profession. And you? Back there with the bus saw Dreads. What would you like to be when you grow up? Uh, I-, I wanna be a motherfuckin' soldier. You better ask somebody. My I- T- And welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I don't know if you know, I don't know if you know, but this is officially season 5, season 5, season 5. Of the mighty sports podcast so this is the brand new season folks it is august 29th it is 11 51 at night apparently i got a hurricane popping up but you know what i say regardless of the time take that take that take that and regardless of the weather It's always a good time to talk some sports. So. Let's start talking. Woo, back at it like a sports. Yeah, your boys in the back of the back of the building. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pause time out We ain't outside. Yeah, we got a new hairdo. The Brooklyn Buzzsaw is in the building. Yo. I don't even think you guys were ready for what was coming for the show today because I'm barely ready for what's coming to the show. I want to thank everybody that's taking the time out to listen. I appreciate that. You know what? I want to start off the show by just letting you know exactly where you can find a boy because you know what? We've been busy. We've been a little bit busy and we've been putting ourselves out there. We've been trying to put ourselves out there for the people to see so if you haven't heard by now not only can you catch your boy on social media right not only can you catch your boy on social media but you can I'm talking about Facebook we're talking about YouTube we're talking about Instagram we're talking about Twitter we're talking about the four major platforms right and this is if you wanna see if you if if you want to just holler at your boy if you wanna see me as you can see the whole new season of season 5 is gonna be starting out doing some recordings and listen I already know I already know listen then we may have some ups and downs we may have some bumps and bruises and to be honest with you this is actually the reason why I'm doing something I've never ever 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 done before and that's I'm redoing a podcast this is the reason why you catching the podcast on a Thursday instead of a Wednesday I ain't like the way it sounded yesterday so if you actually get the opportunity to catch how it sounded yesterday compared to today I'll let your boy let him know and you'll be able to see the difference once again I did this for you so not only can you find your boy on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, where you're watching right now, but you can also find your boy on Spotify MixLR. You can find me on Google and, and TuneIn. You can find me on Google and TuneIn Radio. And don't forget on Castbox and on iTunes. I'm here. I'm here now. I've I put together all these platforms so that, so, so that we could, we could all gets down and and listen. One of the most important ones of them all because none of these other ones, all of, none of these other new ones, really make really get to where they're really make a difference. They don't they don't get popping the way they should be, without Podbean. So big shout out to Podbean and what the, and what the hell they have for, for a platform because they were able to help your boy grow so we could to get everywhere. Now also let me add, I don't own the right to any of the audio that you're about to hear. Well, well, the one in the intro I do. I, and I can't even say I do it. That, like that—that that is from the boy Mikey Beats. You understand? But Mikey Beats is, is his family. So, so I got—I got full rights to that one. Everything else you about to catch? Dun 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 dun. No sorry, Bob, that ain't me. You know what I mean? So, danger zone. If you feel I'm taking your shit, I ain't trying to do that. I'm just trying to make entertaining podcasts. I got no dough. Look at this. I'm a soldier. So I just don't got no. And I and I left the and I left the army early. So I left left before they could really, really pay a nigga. I'm just saying. I ain't got shit for you. But all the platforms and everywhere you can catch me. I'm not going to take too much of your time because I did tell you guys. Oh, maybe I didn't tell you guys. But this show, we're going to start a new trend this season, right? And what that trend is, to be honest with you, is what did i do for my summer vacation which more than anything else what this really is about is that listen i understand i took a really long time off but as you can see what you're about to get this year is compared to no other year whatsoever so, so
1: once back is the
0: incredible i'm here now Instead, it is, there's no way for you. There's no reason for you to fizzle out. Go ahead, go ahead, and turn that temperature up. We about to stalk a match. Let's get ready. First things first. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Give me what I want to hear. First of all. First of all. First things first. Week one alone, blockbuster moves are happening, and we're talking about all kinds of moves and now there's some things that happen towards the end of the season and and i'm not even going to fully go into all of those because there's some things i i can't get into but there's some other things that i can truly get into very very briefly and that is how your boy Zion williamson made his debut in the summer league but i don't know what happened and this is just how the summer started This summer I know you're gonna miss me I know we've been together like Nike is and Chris T's, Tim Bowes when the treetop sewed in you understand? Beef and broccoli now we about to go in Zion Williamson knees buckled underneath the pressure of, of whatever he was supposed to be in the summer league and I may not have said it before but I'm going to say it now, and I'm going to say it for all of you to fully hear and to fully grasp. Zion Williamson is Kenneth Fareed with better PR. And I'm telling you this right now on the Monty Sports podcast. Listen, you could tweet it, you could blog about it, uh, you 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 could say, listen, the boy went crazy and he, and he, and he's dropping ridiculous takes. No, this is the way I feel. And you can and listen, you can look at it however you want it, but you can catch it too. You understand? Like 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 these takes are available for anybody. Kenneth. Zion Williamson is Kenneth free of better PR. You, you, you show me one jump shot that, I've, that that Zion Williamson has ever made. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I saw the one jump shot he took in the, in, in the preseason or in the summer league. And that looked flatter than five-day-old beer that has just been sitting out. And it looked that disgusting as well. So don't get it twisted. There is nothing. There is nothing whatsoever to me about me that you can tell me about zion williamson that doesn't automatically just scream because he's kenneth free with with better pr and listen 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 i understand listen linda 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 i get it i get it you're like yo t you're talking reckless yo t you came back and the first day on the podcast you're bugging me. maybe so but or maybe i saw a guy that the only way that he can get his buckets was if was if when he was barreling down the lane and somebody gave him an easy dish? I'm sorry if I saw somebody that the only way that he can get his buckets was the only is when he was getting offensive boards. I'm sorry if the only way I saw somebody getting their buckets is when they happened to wrestle the ball away from somebody that happened to be 60 pounds lighter than them. So while I say that he is Kenneth Farid with better PR, you understand. Kenneth Fareed with better PR can have this dude fly. Because I, as I once heard on the Dan Lebertard show, an eagle is just a vulture with better PR. So if we're calling Kenneth Fareed the vulture, and, we're, and if we're calling Zion Williamson the eagle, that means he's going to have room to shine. He's going to have room to show off all of these dunks. And maybe one day. We slowly get to see him sell into a jump shot and start to become maybe like a Vince Carter kind of guy that can bang a shot and not just dunk. But listen, I'm not saying Zion Wilson is anywhere as skilled as, as 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 Vince Carter. No, but when I think about guys that just, that guys that are really just known for their dunking and nothing really else, Vince Carter comes to mind first. But we know he can play D, and we know that he can bang threes. And we know that eventually, without his years, he's eventually um, developed his game. Maybe it took five, six years. But he did. So, can Zion Williamson become an eagle in this vulture world that, that, that he is currently in? Yeah, it's a possibility. And ultimately, we're probably rooting for that. But for right now, Zion Williamson isn't there. And for everybody that calls him Whatever he is Oh he wasn't training He ain't he, he have a sneaker deal I He, he, he ain't get a time to, to really practice I get it I get it I get it Say what you want But you know what I saw I saw somebody's knees That buckled under pressure Sorry B So then He bangs his knee And literally His knee buckled under pressure Because he banged knees or he, or he twisted his knee Whatever And then he sits down The rest of the summer league And all we saw from Zion Williamson Was eleven points, a block. uh, I'm his. His getting the shot blocked a couple of times by Kevin Knox. Him ripping the ball once away from Kevin Knox and him dunking the ball a couple of times and making it to the line. That's what we saw. You show me what part of that wasn't very Kenneth for Reed ish. Cause to me, it still kind of seemed that way. But I'm crazy. Like like I'm I'm bugging here. Like I'm, I'm the one that's going crazy. Yo, I guess I'm the one that's off my rocker. So I so I guess y'all gotta really think I'm crazy when I tell you that, based off of the moves that are happening in the NBA, based off of the moves that are happening into the NBA. There's a team right now that has concocted their team, that has con- composed their team for the most part. And I don't know if there's a team in the NBA that can beat them. And, ironically, it's still in the same state for the same, it's in the same state that we've been, for the team that we've been saying this for, for already the last three years. But, oh, my God I found You finally You make me Wanna say Oh 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 my God You guys don't even Understand That there was a team that popped up In LA that they put together two people. And I'm looking at this team like How in the Blue Blazers do you plan on stopping a a team that has top five, top ten defensive point guards already on there? Then they add a guy that was in the hunt for MVP talk. A guy that was in the that was in the top five in steals. A guy that was in the talk for defensive play in the year. You add him as a wing defender to a guy that's already a top five, top ten defensive player at his position. Right? And, and telling him calling him top ten is a is a true understatement. It's me really playing it safe. Because I could easily say he's top five defensively. You not even think a thing about it. But you double down afterwards. And you add not only another guy that was in the talk for MVP. Not only another guy that was in the talk for defensive player in the year. Not only another guy that was also in the top five in steals and defensive deficiency. And you put them all on one team. And that team is the Clippers. We're talking Patrick Beverly gets joined by Paul George. PG13, shout out to the big homie. What's going on, B? Gervais said, What's up? All day, all day, it's love. And you add the guy that actually won MVP. Well, in the finals, that is. Because he won the NBA championship. So you're talking about two of the best two way players here in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And then you add another guy that is no slouch when it at least comes to making an open three-point shot. And you and I'm pretty sure he's gonna be in the gym really working on getting that open shot a little bit more. Because he's gonna be seeing more open shots than he's probably ever seen in his whole goddamn life. So you add Patrick Beverly with Kawhi Leonard, with Paul George, and what do you come out with is a team that I honestly believe is gonna win an NBA championship. You can book that. I'm sorry. That's my word. I'm, I'm bond I'm bonding that with everything I got. Cheers. I gotta take a sip on that one. It's gonna block my face. Yeah, this takes away from too much of this mug over here. You know what I mean? So, woo. I'm Jamaican, so you know what I'm sipping on. So he so Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are now join the LA Lakers. So I'm joining the LA Clippers. And I'm telling you right now, I didn't save the best for last. I didn't, I'm not going to build up anything. I'm giving you the best team that I believe in the NBA first. And this wasn't even one of the most exciting moves. That's the crazy thing about it. This is just going to be the most efficient. Because you add these two guys along with Doc Rivers, and now you're talking about the coach that probably LeBron has always wanted. And not for nothing, Paul, I mean LeBron James also wanted Kawhi Leonard and PG-13. But I'm, t- I'm so glad that these are two guys that wholeheartedly believe in their heart that they want to carve their own path and not be in the shadow and, and, become, and become LeBron James's bitch like, 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 like Chris Bosh and Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving and the rest of these guys of the world. Dwayne Wade was already the man. Don't get it twisted. That's Wade County. But while Wade County sat up there at his throne, he had some—he had a knight, a trusty knight, going out there and slaying all of the beasts for him. Yeah, see, you always think that I can't twist this another way. You're wrong. I could always put another twist on it. Yeah, this is Wade. This was Wade County. D Wade sat on top of that throne, and what did he do? He sent out his Sir Lancelot to go slay all the beasts. While he just kept on racking in the riches. And it doesn't matter what happens down here. You know who's beloved down here? Wade County. You know who ain't, Sir Lancelot. James. (laughs) Just when you thought I couldn't get any more. What's the right word? My tea? Yeah, that's the one. I I came back with something you guys wasn't even expecting. But... Let's get this out of the way because I'm going to do a lot of finger pointing in a minute. And I don't want to accidentally knock over my cup. That's a thing I don't want to have to deal with. So let me talk to you guys for half a second. I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a lot of teams I'm going to mention. And I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of exciting things I say about them. Just know, it doesn't matter what I say about them. I don't think there's any of them that is better than the combination of the team that is going on in la right now branded the clippers and we're talking about there were some major moves i'm talking about there were some major 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 moves going on because like i said paul george and, and kawhi leonard going to the la clippers wasn't just the biggest story out there i mean like i said to me i believe it's the biggest story out there but there were there were a lot more bigger moves there were a lot more exciting moves there were a lot more moves that you were like yo I'm kind of glad that this happened because we get an opportunity to see if these boys can actually function together and win one. And one of, those, one, of those, one of those groups was going to be LeBron James getting Anthony Davis to come over there. But then those two guys being joined by Boogie Cousins. And now I'm looking at it like, whoa. While I think from point guard to small forward, Patrick Beverley, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard may be the most locked down and unstoppable force from those positions on down. You show me LeBron James at small forward, Boogie, I mean, the brow at power forward and the Boogie Cousins at center. And I'm like, that's a lot of beef. To stay in front of consistently. Because Paul George ain't guarding Boogie or AD when it matters all game. Kawhi Leonard ain't guarding Boogie or AD all game when it matters. And guess what? Patrick Beverly ain't guarding LeBron James all game or when it matters. So there's going to be some mismatches somewhere. Now granted, can Kawhi Leonard, or Paul jo- can Kawhi Leonard handle, handle LeBron James? We've already seen it. So what we're gonna hope is that maybe sorry, can Kawhi Leonard handle LeBron James? We've already seen. We hope is that can Paul George so bright. (laughs) Can Paul George take on Kawhi? Can Paul George take on probably Anthony Davis with a little bit of help? See, those are the things we're gonna worry about. But the difference there is Coach Doc Rivers, also somebody. So so you get a guy in Paul George that's not only familiar with LeBron James, but has been trying to beat him his whole life. Hasn't been over that hump. But then you get an eye like Kawhi Leonard that has beaten LeBron James at his best. And also a coach in Doc Rivers that has beaten LeBron James at his best. I just want to see what happens in L.A. for four games. You understand what happens in Cali. For 16 games, I'm going to be interested to see. What? What are you talking about, Cali, for 16 games? I'm talking about the four games they're going to play against the Lakers. The four games they're going to play against the Clippers. I mean, the Kings. And the four four games they're going to play against the Golden State Warriors. So, 12. I want to see it all. Because... Odd man out. I mean, listen, you know how much I love me some Devin Booker in Phoenix. But, man, we got to have to hope that he gets sharpened really quick with what's going on there. Because he is going to... Listen, if Devin Booker was over there complaining about being double teamed in the offseason, he ain't going to have to be worried about being double teamed when he played the Clippers. Some players are going to so play him so straight up. He's going to be He's gonna be like, yo, I can't believe these guys did this to me. And I didn't get double teamed, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> So Boogie Cousin goes to LA and everything starts to look okay. Until that one frightful day where Boogie Cousin turns his tears his MCL, that thing goes popping. next thing you know, he's in the back of the shop trying to get his 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 leg worked on after his boy did him a favor just to get him in the up. <sighs> Boogie Cousins. I have never... I shouldn't say I have never felt so sorry for another player. Because there is one other player I do feel sorry for, more than I feel sorry for Boogie Cousins. But I feel really bad for Boogie Cousins. Because you have to understand that until he got signed with the L.A. Lakers, rumors was that he wasn't even going to get a job. You understand? Like He went from being fu- that you were going to have to have to pay him like 25 million dollars a year to one injury. Yo Coco Golf just became the youngest player to reach the US Open third round since 1996. So They were going to be forced to play Boogie Cousins, $25 million. Until last year, where all of a sudden they were like, ah, we don't know if we want to give you the veteran minimum, a few teams, maybe five mil. Then he gets injured again. So, yeah, you see this picture. Let me let me blow this out for you, right? Because I don't think you understand this picture that, that's going on right now. Because while you may see Boogie Cousins smiling in the front of this picture, for the ones that are watching on YouTube. I've gone back to at least YouTube to come and watch this. You may see Boogie Cousins smiling in the front of that picture, but Boogie in the back, you see that picture back there? He's crying because he tore his MCL already in practice, and he's already going to be sitting out. For now, the majority of the season. And the same thing that we heard about Boogie Cousins last year with the L.A. Lake, with the, with the Golden State Warriors, is going to be the same thing that we're going to have to hear about now with the L.A. Lakers. And he already had a hard enough time getting onto the Lakers. You understand? It wasn't like last year where at least there was a few teams that wanted him. Nobody wanted him this year. Nobody wanted Boogie this year. That's the reason why him getting to the Lakers was so important for him, why right? he was busting his ass so much. I feel sorry for what's going on with Boogie right now because Boogie is not going to have a job in the NBA if he doesn't do something this year with the LA Lakers. You understand? I wholeheartedly believe that 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 LeBron James pulled the strings to get him on that team. To try to get him into a winner environment. To try to get him to a place where they, where people felt like they can trust him again. I don't know if Boogie Cousins is ever going to get to the place where we can trust him again. At this point, I'm just hoping to we get to the place where we still think that Boogie is at least worth a roster spot. Because we do know that there's some players that as we know that even though they can ball. They may not get a roster spot. But that's a different rumor for another time. Just like, we're still in week one of my summer vacation. Just like in week one, 95 home runs lost a home run derby. But you know where the big winners were at? You know where the really big winners were at? There were some really big winners over there. There some really, really big winners over the summer. And out of everybody in the summer. I don't think there's any bigger winner than the, than the United States Women's National Soccer Team. Yes, the Women's National Soccer Team, I believe, are the biggest winners of the whole entire summer because they once again dominated the World Cup. And you understand, there was a round early on where I believe they put up 13 goals. And they were being criticized for it. And I'm looking at them and I'm listening to the criticism like, this is just really hating because you also play a game and in a system where also every point matters. So, granted, not not just the win matters, but every point matters. And if every point is going to matter, why wouldn't you take that opportunity to try to put up every single point that you possibly can against somebody because let's just say you have a bad game and you don't get a chance to put up points. I sometimes, you know, it's soccer. You don't always get a chance to put up points in soccer, so if you get that opportunity, you're looking at it like, "Yo, I want to put up some points because this point system matters. This point system could mean the difference between us winning gold and us and, and us winning silver." So yeah, go get. So go get your points because there are points to be got. So you know how we do this here on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Big up, big up. To the to the United States women's net to the women's net. So, women's National Soccer Team For winning the World Cup big up, big up. To the Women's Soccer National Team For bringing on the gold big up, big up. To the Women's Soccer National Team For dropping 13 points On whatever teams that was had Because you know what When you're the losing team up, 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 When you're a losing team On the other end of a 13 point blowout Nobody mad cares who you are So big up, big up. to the To the Women's national soccer team for making another team irrelevant big big up, big up. to the women's soccer national team for making every team in the World Cup irrelevant and showing why that they deserve to get paid and also big 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 up, big for them putting themselves in a position and taking a stand this year to get that cachet and that moolah baby Yeah folks you know it the women's Soccer, the women's soccer national team, not only did they win the gold medal, not only did they blow out the World Cup, not only did they put up 13 goals on on another team, not only have they been probably the most dominant team that we have witnessed ever. This this includes the Patriots and everybody else that you want to throw in there. Not only are they, not only did they, they, did they do all of that, but they also put themselves in a position to make sure that they can get paid more because they realize that they have not been paid fairly. And I'm gonna want to mark this one. Somebody mark this one for me. We're gonna do this 31 seconds and sorry, 31 minutes and 30 seconds into the podcast, right? I am about to give you this take again, because if it hasn't been heard before, we're going to make sure this is heard for the, again on the very first show of season five of the podcast. Listen to your boy. Every single time this topic comes up, I get a little upset because every time this topic comes up... The big wigs and the big heads of the talking stations, they all come out and they all start spitting the same weather. Yeah, we think that yeah these women should get paid more. And yeah, they should deserve more money. And yeah, they should get paid this, and yeah, they do deserve that. And there is no reason why they should be playing overseas and all of in all of these other obscure places when they should be getting paid properly by the sports product a vehicle they are currently representing now listen we're not even just talking about the women's soccer national team because we already know how corrupt that whole olympic and world that whole olympic um that whole olympic scenario and environment has been so 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 let's not even let's let's not even act like us saying that they deserve more money is shell shock because we know that there's definitely more money to be got and given we're not just talking about there we're also talking about in the WNBA we're talking about women's soccer locally we're talking about in women's tennis we're talking about in women's golf we're talking about women's women's wrestling we're talking about women's football we're talking about women's hockey we're talking about women's lacrosse we're talking about women's volleyball we're talking about it all you I'm not playing with you guys You understand So when I when I sit back And I keep hearing All of these bigwigs Sit back here and talk and, and they're on the station that is That can make change That change needs to happen And you're on the station That needs to make change And I don't know How nobody has Come to you With the proper proposal To tell you Of how you need To monetize this And who cares If you take an L For a little bit You're, out, you're the ones That's out there Saying like Yo these ladies Need to get paid Be part of the movement That gets them paid the, l, the, the 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 slight l that you take early you'll make up tenfold in the long one for being the pioneers but nah espn they're like right they're going right to the edge and then they are not taking the leap and what is the leap don't just make an ESPNW website, make an ESPNW channel. Like, I'm sorry, Like, am I the only one that noticed this? They're talking about the WNBA games coming on, and they just make it like a quick little blip. Like, oh, so-and-so is going to play so-and-so. Catch it live tonight, ESPN Radio. Live. 8 p.m. Prime time. And that's it. It's nothing about the rivalry. If You don't talk nothing about the stars. You don't get three, four different analysis coming in and talking about the WNBA game. How do you expect to spark interest in something if you don't bring in interesting people to come help with that spark? So, I don't fully understand what, the, what ESPN is truly doing. Because if they really wanted to every single program that they've ever reserved on the regular espn network that is women related pull it and put it on espnw you have enough you have enough women commentators you have enough women women in the field you have enough women women, women announcers you have you have enough um um you you have enough w- women um um what are they radio hosts? you understand you have enough women color commentators you have enough women to drive shows enough women to make the shows interesting and um, you understand we're talking about the Sarah Spains of the world we're talking about uh um the Misha, the Demisha the, the Tate instead let me just say, I think that's a fighter but you understand where I'm going with this there are so many out there and a decent amount of them work for you and some of them don't even the joy tailors of the world you understand give them to them give them their platform let them start coming up even with some programs you understand like the the, the person from around the rim I want to see her on television I want to see her show so don't just make them a mention give them the proper time that you would everybody else because that's part of the reason it's like you make them an afterthought, so they are right now an afterthought. Give them a platform where you can't ignore them. And I know you're wondering, like, hey, if you pull every single female event that's on regular ESPN, ESPN2, or ESPN News, and you throw it onto ESPNW, what do you do with all those other time slots? Oh, I'm pretty sure there are tons and tons and tons of programs out there there are tons of shows out there there's tons of games out there the basketball tournament the big three game you understand nfl more basketball (laughs) you understand there is so much going on i'm sorry don't you guys still show like darts and poker and bowling like i'm pretty sure you got a lot of stuff that you could put on that people will find interesting and you know what that would mean? Not only are you finding new sources of revenue to come into ESPNW, right? Because like I said, that's going to have its old ebbs and flows. It's going to have a little bit of ups and downs. But you're definitely going to have a bunch of people bidding to get into those, all of those new slots on ESPN regularly. ESPN, ESPN News, and ESPN2. So don't get it twisted. You have the means and you have the way. It's just I'm not quite sure what's holding you back. You know, it, 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 it's as it's if, it's if you would like, as if. You just mention it enough to be like, hey, well, we've talked about it, but you haven't really done anything. I feel like the women that work for ESPN should start taking a knee. I'm just saying. Because the women in sports aren't being represented well, and the platform that can make it happen for them Hasn't. And listen, you guys may think I'm sounding crazy, but you have to understand. All it takes is one little contract. Because all it took was one little contract for NBA players to go from making $20 million for them now to start averaging $45 million for top players. And $20 million, be the, be, um, you, you, look at, you look at guys like Jared Dully still can get a $20 million contract. Not a year, but a $20 million contract. You understand? You have so many guys that are out there getting these kind. You're like, how do these guys get these guns? And these guys aren't worth that because you're also used to value them under their old structure, which has now been doubled because ESPN dumped money into them. All it takes is for ESPN to dump money into WNBA, and that does the same thing for them. All it does is take ESPN to help dump money into the W into the WTA, and it does the same thing for them. Wow, I think I don't think women's tennis really needs any more spot. because they get tons of it because when the stars dare shine they get shown because they're individual athletes showing individual greatness but for some odd reason we don't give these women the same thing because also you guys don't talk about them the same way i even hear the way you talk about the women tennis players you talk about them differently than you talk about wnba players i'm just saying Like there's a root at this. There's 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 some there's a finger that can be pointed and can be pointed directly at you, ESPN. You are. I'm not saying that you are holding them. that, that you are stopping them from having a platform, but you are definitely impeding their growth. When you can be the one to help them shoot for the stars and shine amongst the planets of sports. But even you have been hesitant to truly give them the respect that they deserve. And I wonder why. I wonder why. So, again, big up to the Women's Soccer National Team because big up, big up. they have once again started some started a, started a topic that is going to force some kind of change or recognition for them. So, guys, 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 you know me. Listen, believe it or not, we just started. That is just week one. But I got to take a break. <laughs> Yo, I got, I got to take a break. So, we're going to take a little quick break. When we come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about the rest of these moves around the league. Because you know what? There's been moves. There's been some moves. And we want to get them all in. At least the ones that matter, that is. After this
1: break. They didn't join this team to win championships. Or become famous. They join because there is important work to be done, and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world. And they can respond. I became a soldier. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They join because there is important work to be done, and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, And the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world. And they can respond. I became a soldier.
0: Back to the Mighty Sports Podcast Thank you guys for listening And The ebbs and flows that we are going through While making this podcast today I am just now realizing That whole second segment Leading up to The death of Pernell Whitaker You guys didn't even hear They even catch I'm gonna have to do some editing later on tonight I am not a fan of it I'm gonna have to take out a whole Segment out of the show so, listen. I'm not gonna fail you guys and not still give you what happened there. This is gonna go in a, diff- in a in a slightly different order. So, I do want to take the time to talk about Sweepy Pernell Whitaker, and because P- Pernell Pernell Whitaker happened to be. One of those fighters that, like I said, if you, before I went to the break, like I said, you didn't even hear. He is one of those fighters that you have had to have watched fight. He is one of those fighters that you would have had to see do his thing. Because to watch him do his thing was to realize that you were probably watching not only one of the greatest fighters ever at that time but if you ever thought that Money Mayweather was considered elusive then you have never seen Perno Whitaker do as Doug Dizzle because Perno Whitaker's Elusiveness I believe wholeheartedly rivaled whatever Whatever Money Wayne River did And listen I'm not going to sit here and talk about Money Wayne River, like he wasn't knocking people out For the first half of his career No, no, no. I'm not here to do that I'm here to tell you that Pernell Whitaker Was a bad man in his right In his own right I was, I'm talking about Pernell, Pernell Whitaker Sweepy as they call him he Used to sit down on cats literally as they're trying to punch him bob and weave and bob and weave and as all of a sudden pop a squat and sit down on him and it wasn't until it was much much later in his career until he started slowing down a little bit and the demons of this world started to catch up with him a little bit that you even saw somebody even catch him with a, one, the first time ever with a punch when he sat down on somebody. It had never happened. To see that happen 10 plus years into his career was phenomenal. If you've never seen Pernell Whitaker fight, you need to go at least watch a couple of his highlights. He definitely will not disappoint. He will not let you down. He will not go away and he will not disappear. He will be like I said for forever for For people that have watched him fight he will be the guy that we right? put it this way we got Money Mayweather if the demons didn't catch up with Pernell Whitaker you would have hoped that Pernell Whitaker was the guy that you would have gotten because even though he sat down on cat he was really about that action boss and you really couldn't touch him but you know what they say you let the you let your demons catch up with you and the demons and the, and demons and agents and, and other little and other factors started slowing him down and listen for whatever demons that money Mayweather ever had he didn't have those demons and he didn't have the kind of demons that slowed you down because his, one of his demons was Mike was money. And the only way that he could constantly keep making money was to be better. And to keep being better and the best. And he refused to take an L while doing that. Because the moment he did, then he's just like the rest. He's just like the Pernell Whitakers and Duran Duran's. And and all these other guys. That had really, really good careers. With only like a few losses. Nah, he wanted to go out undefeated. Now, like I said, we're going to backtrack. We're going to backtrack really, 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 really quick. And, and I do apologize. It's only because, listen, we can't spend the time here that I really want to again. Because, once again, I just don't have that kind of time. But well, I am proud to see that my boy... And I know that, and I know I was still talking about my summer vacation because right now we're just in week two, and we were about to get ready to cross into week three, but we had to backtrack just a little bit because I realized you guys didn't catch that whole second, my whole second set of the whole second set of the show. Like I said, there's gonna be a lot of experiment, there's gonna be a lot of experimenting going on. Like there's gonna be some timing issues that I may have until I get into the swing of things for this new season. But don't worry, it's all gonna be for the best. It's all gonna be for the better. And just like, and just like my boy Lance Stevenson. Oh, he's about to win a ring because I don't know if you heard about it, but my boy Lance Stevenson is officially on his way to China. He is being joined by I and he's being joined by Jeremy Lynn. And we're throwing Jeremy Lin in there because it's it's out of <laughs> it is one hundred percent out of order to mention Lance to mention Jeremy Lin here, but nobody cares. The story is all about Lance Stevenson. And the fact that he is not only was in a Shazam commercial, which I just found out, even though it was it was I saw it over the summer. The Shazam show had already came out. Like I said, that's in April sometime. But he was out there playing the ukulele. And I'm telling you right now that Lance Stevenson is about to go to China and he's about to help a whole entire Chinese nation. He's about to have a whole entire Asian nation playing that playing that ukulele. And also helping his team win a championship. And one one of the one one of the things I ultimately wished for the best when it comes to Lance Stevenson is that I hope he takes this as serious as, as 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 somebody trying to make it into the NBA or win a championship into the NBA. Because we have shown that if you go overseas and you ball because you are highly talented, and not only are you highly talented, but you can also put on a show. So, but the fact that if you are highly talented and you can ball out there, that you can win, and we've learned from at least two guys, and that is Stefan marbury and jimmy for that that you can go over there and ball your ass off when and become a megastar you can become a phenom not a star not a superstar but a phenom and in case you are wondering, like yo where, where's all the where where is all of where is where's, where's, where's all of this coming from because i also wholeheartedly believe that if lance stevenson was to be on any team that is in la that is a contender whether it was the lakers or the clippers right now that they'll be a, they'll win a championship right now i wish that L, that, that lance stevenson would be on the la clippers because i believe that's where he needs to be because i believe that 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 he is the piece that they require to help take them over the hump and help them win a championship like that is facts i wholeheartedly wish that for him but right now he's in china and if you're wondering well, like, why is Lance Stevenson getting all of this play and all of this burn and and, and, and all of and all, and all of this for me, well, if you haven't realized one thing whatsoever, is that Lance Stevenson hails from Brooklyn's in
1: the house. Brooklyn,
0: Brooklyn, Brooklyn. That Lance Stevenson is, is 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 one of the homies from Brooklyn, so of course he's always gonna get my love. You understand? So we're gonna follow Lance Stevenson. We're gonna see what he do, what he does overseas, and we're gonna hope that he that he wins a ring. Listen, not only does Lance Stevenson he's gonna win a ring in China, but only Lance Stevenson is gonna make is gonna become a star over there. He's gonna eventually make his way back over. He's gonna win a, He's gonna win a ring over in the NBA too. And he's also about to sign a deal with Rock Nation. I'm putting all of his business out there. I'm talking it all into existence. Listen, I don't I don't I don't care what you say. I don't care what you heard. I don't care what you feel. But this dude is the truth. And since we're talking about bromances. Yes, folks, Russell Westbrook has decided to go join his former teammate, James Harden in Houston. And, uh, and folks, before I go on my tirade and I tell you about how I feel about them and how, and how awesome this team is and how much I would love to see them play, don't forget I have already told you one thing in the beginning of the show. It don't matter what I say about any other team. There's only one team I believe that's gonna win, and in the LA Clippers. So while I'm telling you that it is gonna be super exciting to have a team with two players on it that can put up 50 points in every given night, we're talking about we're talking about a team that's gonna have two players that have that have not put up the most 50-point games in the last couple of years. They've also had the most triple doubles in the mo- in the last couple of years. They've also been Um, in top ten in scoring for the last three to five years, they've also been in the top five to ten in assists in the last three to five years. You understand? We're talking about two of the three guys that have consistently been or have won an MVP in the last three to five years as well. That's who we're talking about when we're talking about Russell Westbrook and James Harden teaming up together. Yeah, my chest is feeling a little bit tight. I hope I'm not catching another heart attack. Hey. Things happen. Let me, let, me sip, let me take a little sip of my alcohol in case I am. Gotta thin that blood out. Gotta thin that blood out. So, while I wholeheartedly believe that the LA Clippers may be the number one team that's gonna win a championship, I wholeheartedly believe that the Houston Rockets may be the most interesting or entertaining team this year because they are going to have those probably two of the most exciting and explosive players on their roster and that is going to make the difference like that makes them hella bad now As we continue and we decide to roll on, right? We are now making our way into week three of my summer vacation. And what happened in week three of my summer vacation? Oh, I kept on watching basketball. Basketball, all the way in week three? We're talking about like around, around the birthday time being? Yeah, I'm talking around the birthday time being, I was still able to catch my basketball. And that is because, you know what? There were some ladies out there that was hollin' at your boy. Wait, what do you what am I talking about? No, 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 not not literally, you knucklehead. There were ladies out there that were playing the game of basketball. Yes, folks, the WNBA is still in full effect and their season is going on right now as we speak. My chest really hurts. Fuck. and we see right now how the teams are breaking down team Della Don versus team Wilson and if, uh, I'm not quite sure like how many of you um, guys end up really watching the WNBA but there are a few household names here like right. Elladul Don oh my God Ella della Don is the most sexiest of these household names now granted there, there are a couple of other ones that are coming up in the NBA and listen we want to see them all but listen there are a few Like, Tina Charles, Knicks player that puts up damn near a triple-double every single game. She's on Team De La Don. We got Courtney Vandersloot. If you don't know who Vandersloot is, she is another person that is, that is big and dominant. We got Nika Ngumake. Now listen, Nika Ngumake, the reason why I consider her a household name because... You should have seen her on First Take. You should have seen her on ESPN. You should have seen her on Jalen and Jacoby by now. So she is wholeheartedly a household name at this point in time. Jean-Quil Jones, Brittany Griner, all household names in the WNBA. This was a game. And on Team Wilson, I'm not going to lie. Team Wilson, I, I had a little bit of, I had, I had a harder time kind of finding names. That I truly truly recognize in Team Wilson But well, that doesn't mean that there wasn't any there wasn't names that I didn't recognize. Like Sylvia Fowles. You understand? Natasha Howard. And also let's not again forget about Chelsea Gray. Like, see all of these household names that are out there today. Like these are the these are the future and the people of the WNBA that we need to be that, that we need to be watching. Now, the only thing about the WNBA, and maybe I missed it. And if I did, wow. Like, who am like Imagine me missing it after I've been putting out all, all of this talk about how these women aren't getting enough respect. Wait, what did Brittany Griner do? Well, Brittany Griner puts up 21 points in four blocks. She ties Lauren Jackson and Lisa Leslie for the most 20 point game, for most games. 20 in nba history with 20 points and four blocks so there we go britney griner who we was just talking about on team deladan she just made history today as she tied lauren jackson and lisa leslie for the most games which is 20 right now in wnba history with 20 points and four blocks and also the mercury have also clinched a final spot in the um, a final spot in wnba Oh yeah, we will continue to talk about the WNBA as the as the NBA podcast continues to go on cuz you know their championship is going to be coming up soon. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more than we talk about the NFL, maybe not. But it sounds cute. So, this was the so this was the lineup that we have. <laughs> and 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 those well, those are the lines that we have. Britney Griner, Jewel Lloyd, Jonko Jones, Kira Nurse, Christy Fowler, Dewana Bona, Nika Mgumake, Courtney Vandersloot, Tina Charles, and Alicia Thomas. And that was just on Team Della Don. And then also on Team Jones, we had Chelsea Gray, Kayla McBride, Lisa Cambridge, Natasha Howard, that's another household name. Sylvia Foyd, Diamond Shields, Allie Quigley, Napisha Collier, Erica Wheeler, Candice Dupree. Oh, Candice Dupree. I almost missed you. Candice Dupree and Odyssey Sims. So we want to give them, you know, as we do on the show. Big up, big up. All of them for making it to the W to, to making it to the uh, making it to the all star game. And if you don't know how the All Star game con- um, concept is worked out, it's the same way that they work it into the WNBA. They have they they have they have the fans vote for the starters and then everybody else gets to gets to vote for all the coaches and and such gets to go ahead and vote for that bench. So yeah. Not for nothing. That starting lineup that you see is a popularity contest. Deladon. Liz Cambridge, who I said was a thing, but Liz Cambridge, Chelsea Gray, Brittany and Natasha Howard, Aja Wilson, oh, I almost missed her. Oh, what am I saying? She's the captain. John Gwill Jones, Jewel Lloyd, Kayla McBride, tons of them. Tons and tons and tons of them. That's, sorry, I almost missed you, Kia Nurse. But those are the household names of it. And then you get the Sylvia Fowles and, 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 and the Nika and Nika Kane and the Courtney Vandersloot, sorry, you know, and, and the Candace Duprees and the Tina Charles. That's when you start to get all, all these other regular household names. And Tina Charles is a former champion. Let's not get that twisted. So that roster fills out, and we move forward from there. Because, actually, and I'm just talking about the lineup. Because one of the things that I was actually shocked to not see, and, and I was looking for, but I, but I don't know if maybe I just missed it. Oh, shoot. Erica Angumbali becomes the just the second rookie to have 35 points, five-plus rebounds, and five-plus assists in a WNBA game, joining only Candice Parker it was Mrs. Parker? She may have, did she already retire? I don't know. So. I'm not sure how exactly their, how their All-Star game works. Not All-Star game, All-Star weekend works. Because one of the, because even though I understand that they won't have a dunk contest. What I didn't hear about this whole entire time was if they were going to have a skills challenge if they were going to have a 3 point contest like i would like to see that if they were to have like what the WNBA has and bring on these 3 on 3 legend games you know what i mean like show me something besides just the all star game can we make an event out of and this is what i'm talking about uh, if the event isn't there or if the event is there then i'm not hearing about it like it's so easy to find every find everything everywhere else about the about the NBA. Yet, like I have to pull teeth to get the WNBA, even with the WNBA in their app. Like I can't get the WNBA app here on like Amazon and Hulu and stuff like that. I gotta use the web browser. Like, come on, B. Come on, B. And we're still in week three. But you know what? We already know that these are the best of the best of the women out there. And eventually, all of these women, as, as they're also in the talks of a, of a collective bargain agreement, that they will eventually get their money and they will get their cachet. The same way that Mike Thomas for the New, the New Orleans Saints ended up getting his cashier and getting his money. He signed a very lucrative five million, five-year five <laughs> oh, we way're about to make him sound like he's in the NBA but five year 100 million dollar contract with 61 million dollars guaranteed from a guy that has done nothing but bold since the time that he has become that he has stepped into the Arena with Drew Brees. He has 100%. Right? Now, listen. Eventually, like him and the guy in it from the Texans, Hopkins, I believe his name is, they'll eventually start getting the respect, the true respect, and the name recognition that we talk about the Julio Jones with and the Odell Beckhams and the antonio browns because these guys put in that kind of necessary work it's just that you know about them but i don't believe that they are talked about enough and i and that's not going to take too much longer especially if these guys keep producing at the clip that they are currently producing at. we're also talking about players getting their money week four still Trey Burke decides to go um, Trey Burke, my former Nick, decides to decides to not sign with the 76ers. And remember I told you that there were a ton of moves that went down in the NBA. A ton, a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of moves. And one of those moves involved Trey Burke going to the 76ers. And also the 76ers losing a very key player. And I don't know if I want to talk about that key player now because before I even talk about them, even Draymond Green got a similar contract. Actually, Draymond Green got a similar contract to Mike Thomas. (laughs) Draymond Green got a four-year, $100 million contract instead of a five-year, 100% guarantee because that's the NBA. So we really see that there's not that much, well, nothing. I shouldn't say that's not that much difference because we're talking about Draymond Green. Draymond Green isn't the best power forward in the league. But I want to say he's one of the most valuable. And while Mike Thomas ain't the best wide receiver in the league, you can say he's the most valuable. One of the most valuables. And hey, as, one, as not considered the best, but one of the most valuables, I see comparable money. Maybe not in years. Like Mike Thomas should have found a way to get a four year deal, but hey, he'll take five years. I get, and most likely, we already know how how this usually plays out. Majority of that guaranteed money is good. He'll probably get within the first three years of that contract, sixty one million dollars. Yeah, then the first three years of that contract. And. Hold on, hold up, wait. Am I having connection issues? Nope, nope, nope. Okay, good, we're still live. Just on ODS. Not sure what's going on there. All right, okay. We're still running, we're still running, we're still running. So we see Draymond Green and Mike Thomas making comparable money. And we see guys like Trey Burke still in the NBA, being picked up by teams, even after he came out of the NBA for a little bit, and now he's back. But you see him now being picked up by a team. And we talked earlier in the show about Boogie Cousins getting a chance, right? And I wholeheartedly believe that the reason that Boogie Cousins got a chance is probably because of LeBron James. Now, LeBron James pulled the one favor that he had, and he said, you know what? I want to get Boogie Cousins on the team. And I'm pretty sure that after a while, if that if Boogie Cousins didn't get injured, he probably would have done the same thing for one of his b- boys. But as it currently stands right now, Kamala Anthony is not on the NBA team. As it currently stands right now, Camilla Anthony is still basically sounding like R. Kelly out there, where he's trying to plead for his basketball life, trying to get onto a team. Are you guys talking about my livelihood out
1: here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when that happens, when you play with a guy' livelihood, <laughs> when you play with a guy's livelihood. <laughs> You know, Camilla Anthony finally came out and he opens up finally. And Camilla Anthony talked the good talk and he said all the right stuff that he needed to say. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't believe I don't believe a goddamn word of it. At least not the point where he talks all good and, good and, uh, good and fine and dandy about Dan Tony. He takes a lot of blame that I did this to myself. While he may have done some of this stuff to himself, now nah, he was set up by Dan Tony. They put this man on a 10-day contract. A guy, uh, he put a guy on a 10-day contract that was that was already willing to come off the bench, that was willing to do whatever it took to try to help that Houston team one that now got that now got James Harden and Russell Westbrook. He tried his darndest to try to help that team, and they cut him like it was nothing. And now all of a sudden we can't get Camille Anthony on any team. You understand? We got Trey Burke making it to a team. Boogie Cousins is getting his, LeBron James is using up his last favor on Boogie Cousins, and now he can't get Camilla Anthony on the team because Boogie Cousins went down injured. I want to see, I want to see Camilla Anthony make it onto a team. What team do I want to see him make it to? The LA Clippers. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I want to see Camilla Anthony win. Nothing, nothing. I feel, I feel about Camilla Anthony the same way I feel about um Lance Stevenson. That, but I feel a little bit more, a little bit more deep about Camilla Anthony that, if Camilla Anthony went to the L.A. Lakers, I I listen because I already know that this is gonna be a down year for my two New York teams, and I would like to see the drama pick up in L.A. Or I'll be I'll be rooting for the the L.A. Lakers if they picked up Camilla Anthony. I'll I'll buy a Camilla Anthony jersey, Lakers jersey, if they if they pick him up. You understand? I think there's lots of people out there that would buy a Camilla Anthony Lakers jersey if they knew that Camilla Anthony was gonna be there. Like. Like, I understand, I, I believe that Camilla Anthony, if he went to the Lakers, that his jersey would probably be one of the top five selling jerseys in the league. Because everybody would realize that this would be the last time that you can get a Camilla Anthony jersey, and a Camilla Anthony Lakers jersey is just going to say a completely different story than anything has ever said. But he's he's wholeheartedly getting blackballed by Dan Tony and the rest of this league. Because, like I said, Jared Dudley makes, makes it onto a team, and yet Camilla Anthony... Is over here sounding like R. Kelly begging these te- begging these people to get to give him a job. Like I said, Camilla Anthony hasn't even been as injured as Boogie Cousins. Where you have to figure like, yo, Boogie Cousins really doesn't quite fit for what we want to do and we know we want to pay him. Like Camilla Anthony, sh- oh God, my knee's trying to pop. Camilla Anthony wholeheartedly fits what you're trying to do and that is win games make buckets make three-point shots beat people on the dribbles get to the line get contact and score colin anthony's probably had like one minor surgery in his whole entire career and he put that off so he could help represent the city and the nba when the all-star game was going to new york And yet, nobody wants to give him a shot. I I find that a little disrespectful and a little despicable. Because Camilla Anthony has really done everything in his part. Now, listen, he may say that, listen, I made a couple of mistakes here. And I made a few mistakes there. And. And I. And I probably won't be making the end. I shouldn't have done this. And I shouldn't have done that. And I should have went with LeBron James. And I should have. Like nah, pimpin', you did what you was supposed to do, and also the competitor, you—you you said it all yourself. You were a dog, and you was a killer. And you was trying to kill out there, and I'm sorry, lions don't run with their prey, and that's what you was trying to do. Now, granted, you didn't—you didn't—you didn't come out on top, but you had your own pride. You had your own pride. Now, granted, your pride is probably what didn't help you win a championship, but. Who cares about that now? We're talking about right now. And right now, we need Camilla Anthony to be on a team so that he can get a ring, so that I can feel satisfied with this dude's career. Listen, <coughs> so we already know. We've already spoke about this. We already know Camilla Anthony's going to go down in the Basketball Hall of Fame. I would just like him. I would just like to see him do that it, do it with some kind of hardware on his fingers. Now. Camilla Anthony, <laughs> listen, if Camilla Anthony actually even still wanted to play ball, he actually could go play in the big three, but Camilla Anthony playing in the big three at this point of his career, I think it's still kind of an insult, because if Camilla Anthony makes it to the big three, I think he's, once again, put Camilla Anthony and Lance Stevenson on a big on a big three team together, and see if they don't win a championship. Camilla Anthony wanted to go overseas, I think he could go overseas and win a championship as well, too. <laughs> listen, I believe anybody, any one of these cats could go overseas and win a championship. Like every single last one of them, except for. Nah, even James Harden could probably make it an over season, win a championship. on Anthony deserves to be on the team. The Anthony deserves to be on the team. command Anthony deserves to be on the team. command Anthony, Anthony deserves to be on the team. I don't know how many more ways you want me to say this. on Anthony deserves to be on the team. <laughs> Not only does Camila Anthony deserve to be on the team. As down you know, we're still talking basketball. ah was actually able talking about big three. I was actually able to go see a big three game over the sea over the summer, and that was interesting because the big three game is a game to fifty basically um the break at half is the first team that scores twenty five and 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 and. And they have three games. So it's three on three. There's three games. Best of 50. The games are interesting. They, they won't get a decent pace. And, and the reason I say best, and I, the reason I point out the 25 and the 50, because I don't believe that's the way it was when it first started. When it first started, if I'm not mistaken, it was... It was they were trying to have three or four quarters, somewhat, somewhat, and I forget how long they were trying to make those quarters. But it was just, it was just a little bit too much, or they were trying to make halves, and it was a little bit too much. There wasn't enough scoring. There wasn't enough. There wasn't the pace wasn't good. The pace wasn't good enough. You saw people really trying to pace themselves because they knew they had a certain time frame to get to. Like, nah, a game to fifty by twos is basically twenty five, which is basically a game to eleven or twelve by by one for a half so somewhere along those lines is where is where the big three pops up and they hit <laughs> and they and, and and they have their games now the game was interesting i I got rewarded you know by the big by, by the big bro for the birthday uh, we, and we took our way. Uh, we took our, our our way down to AAA, you know, Miami Arena. And one of the ultimate things that I also made the experience really good for me too, was I saw, saw a lot of legends. Charles Oakley, I I I got to see Charles Oakley. I got to see Dr. J for the first time in public, or in person. And and Dr. J is probably one of my idols. I got my my, my 2019 two my 2K players is, is is built off of him. Uh Michael Rappaport, Ice Cube. I wanna say Kevin Hart was maybe there, but somebody was also there in all white. It wasn't Pitbull. It was a really good game. I mean, Sharif Abdul rahim Nate Robinson, big big baby Glenn Davis, Joe Johnson. Rashad Lewis, tons of players. Amari Stoudemire. So, <laughs> and and so on top of it, like I said, being star studded, it is superstar studded. And if you've never had the opportunity to catch some of these players, um, in in person before, then the big three is a great opportunity to, to, to catch them. Charles Ike, oh my God, so many legends, so many legends in the building at, at one time. So many people in basketball that you would have recognized or looked up to at one time. It just makes it so incredible. I got to see Dr. J live. The image of him is forever burnt into my memory. And the bad thing about it, it doesn't matter how old he looks, I still see him with the black with the black hair, with the two wristbands. He was so super fly. But there was a couple of things that really made the big three interesting. Not only just the pace and the fact that he was going to have three games on that day. But I had somebody to root against. As we also saw Mario Chalmers and Gary Payton. <laughs> um, Gary Payton, another player I never had a get chance to see play in person. You know, but I still didn't get a chance to see him play. But I got a chance to see him a while ago. So, you get, I had, I had a bunch of people that I was able to root against. They had a lot of former Miami Heat players. That had won a championship out there and i was able to boot against all of them like i was like mario Chalmers, i already mentioned him but also on the other side i had a lot of players to root for as i had a couple of nick former knicks players on one team with in, with, uh, in nate robinson and stoudemire and listen when you're watching the big three there's gonna be a, this is gonna be something that you're gonna realize that some of these people can probably still play into the NBA, and also some of these people you should see why they're not you see why they're not in the WM why they're not in the NBA anymore. Stoudemire happened to be one of them. He couldn't get past Big Baby Glenn Davis. If you can't if 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 you can't do good over Big Baby Glenn Davis, then you're not ready for what's in this NBA right now. Not even in a five minute role. I'm sorry. You're trying to get them Vince Carter checks. Where somebody's like, yo, I'm going to give you three mil here, I'm going to drop you with two mil here, I'm going to give you a little brace bread, piece of bread here, a little piece of bread there. It ain't working, B. I'm not quite feeling or understanding what well, <laughs> Stoudemire trying to come back into the NBA, which he tried it he said over the summer, but then I watch him in the big three, I'm like, nah, it's not doing it. But it was really good to to see him again and root for him. And and do some of his signature moves. And even be successful in a couple of signature moves. The highlight of the whole entire Big 3 tournament. Or night. Happened to be. As the game was on the line. And, and, we're, and they're trying to close out the game. And. Nate Robinson has the ball in his hand. He gets the ball in his hand. Next thing you know there's a switch on him. And he's being. And, and they get a switch on him with big baby Glenn Davis. He puts a quick little move on Big Baby Glenn Davis. Big Baby Glenn Davis is on the ground. Because he's shook. Uh. But then Big Baby Glenn Davis. You know, he's always been a little quick and elusive for a big man. He recovers. And as he recovers, Nate Robinson goes up. Nate Robinson shoots the three-point shot. And he gets fouled. But then he makes the shot. And in mid-air, the person that fouled him also catches him. Yes, folks. Big baby. (laughs) Uh, I swear to God, go look it up. I can't can't make this up if I tried. Nate Robinson goes. Nate Nate Robinson gets the switch, shakes his man, loses his man, takes the shot, gets fouled by his man, gets caught by his man, and drains the game winner. And I'm telling you, I was so live and so into the game. They probably could have heard me, and I was yelling at some at, at the first half, like, "Yo, you guys aren't being aggressive enough. Like, I'm watching you go to the lane and you're stopping short or you're hesitating. Like, why are you hesitating, B? You're former slam dunk champion. Go at it. Go at it. Like, you're a champ. Do what champ's doing. Go at it. Now, granted." Not all champs come out winning. Some champs take L's. Just like Brock Lesnar took an L to Seth Rollins in WWE. Yo, yeah, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a cotton peckin' minute. Did he just J M A? Finish fight pit. Nah, I mean, yeah, I switched it over to fighting. I finished it over to fighting because listen, there's champions everywhere, and champions get bodied everywhere. And if I would have told you the way that Seth Rollins was bodied before he came into that fight. The way that Brock Lesnar took, um, took a cheer to his backside time after time after time after time again. You would not have believed me when I told you that there was going to be a way for Seth Rollins to pull out that victory. But nonetheless, he found a way to do it. And kudos to him. As he found a way to now break to beat Brock less than twice in singles competition and overall a third time, one time in a in a triple threat match. I believe when he cashed in the money in the bank didn't 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 pin Brock. Oh, you want me to go left though? Oh. Didn't pin Brock, but he beat Brock in a he he, he won a championship in a match that Brock was in. So there's been three times now he's won a championship from Brock. So, Seth Rollins ends up beating Brock Lesnar, and and, and it was a hell of a match. I mean, the way he came back, the knees, the out-of-nowheres, he made the match worthy. And I'm telling you right now, there's been a couple of matches I've been disappointed with of Brock as of late. And and I shouldn't say really a couple. There's there's probably really only been one, and that was probably and that was the one where he fought Finn Balor. I, I thought that one out of all of them was probably the worst one out of between Finn Balor and the phenomenal AJ Styles. Dan, even Daniel Bryan's I didn't quite like either. But Daniel Bryan's end up flipping his into a much deeper role. Finn Balor, he's just been Finn. So, I'm not really a fan of, of 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 when he fought Finn. But Seth Rollins, that one sold. And that one did his thing. And the angle on it was good. And, and they made sure that they, they... They made it entertaining. And, God, they are really building up Seth's character. As Brock gets body... But Brock Lesnar wasn't the only champion that had to worry about his belt getting stripped. Because we had, like, Nielczyk versus Daniel Cormier. And this is one of those fights that, again, we kind of, like, like you thought how Brock Lesnar probably would have dominated Seth Rollins. There was a part that really thought that this was gonna be a dominant match, coming from one of the champs, here At that, as we've seen him be dominant in a, in fights, and his domination always looks very boring to me, because eventually, like what he does, like there's a random eye poke because of how he waves his hands in the in in your way. So there's always some random eye poke, or he eventually gets you down, and he just kind of like traps your arm, lays on you. It's a it's a lazy looking ground and pound where it's just like I'm just dumping my weight on you and just slowly is pounding on you and 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 pounding on you on you. instead. understand? So, when Comier was dominating most of this match, wasn't surprised. When the majority of this match looked very boring, wasn't surprised. I kind of want a BK Maple Waffle Sandwich for breakfast. Not surprised. I love me some breakfast. And I'm a fat fuck at heart. While my ticket's gonna go out, I'm not gonna give a fuck enough. I'm gonna die young. I'm dying 20 years, and you guys know now. <laughs> um. Cormier looked like he was gonna come away with a, with a win. And then Koumier started getting bodied. More specifically, he started catching body blows. <laughs> and they popped like. There we go. I'm trying to find the right. He just kept on popping and popping. And once he figured out the formula to start getting to start making him feel it, he just kept on hitting him until it was a rap. And you know what? That wasn't even that was and that was even the best fight. Like we had Nate Diaz still fight that night. And Nate Diaz did his dog dizzle. So Comey got body. Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz made Pettis quit again. Because I feel like Pettis is always quitting in his fights early. Now, getting body was, was surprising. And he, he of, try to play it up a little bit to, the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to his age. And the fact that he's been doing this for a while. And not for nothing. You don't see him losing to too many people that aren't taking steroids. So, the fact that he lost to a regular Joe from Body Blows says a lot. Because normally, he's only ever lost to a guy that has consistently... Came up negative for steroids. I'm not even gonna go too much into that topic because that person doesn't get a lot of burn on this on on this platform here. coming body, telephones, camera, panda, 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 panda. panda. <laughs> i know you're thinking like yo what is wrong with you t like like you sound like you sound like you're a head case right now you, you sound like you you sound like you sound like you sound like you know who i sound like i sound like antonio brown wait what yes because t- antonio brown is out here in the nfl having head issues what kind of head issues you're talking about very specifically, right now we're talking about his helmet only, even though he sounds crazy for it because one of the things that Antonio Brown right has made his claim to was that listen not only i've been playing with this helmet but i've been playing with and this isn't the helmet in the picture that you're seeing now but I've been playing with this helmet, but I've been playing with this helmet and I feel comfortable in this helmet that I feel most safe in and I hear that and I'm thinking maybe more most comfortable but most safe and I wouldn't even understand why you even feel most comfortable in that one that is the helmet if I'm not mistaken that has caused you to be concussed what over the last three years to miss games am I am I not mistaken that that Antonio Brown has gone night night a bunch of times lately is that not due to the type of helmet that you have so Antonio Brown is over here trying to trying to get a new trying to get his helmet passed right Antonio's brown helmet is is officially been considered out of date and no longer safe so he tried to find a workaway around to try to get a new helmet one of these workaway around things was was him was him at first initially was fighting a helmet that he just painted to look like an Oakland Raiders helmet, even though it was still the old one. Didn't work. Next thing you know, he's over here trying to pull the helmet that's just a year removed. So basically his his one was 10 years old. It's too late. He tried to get one that's nine years old. Okay, cool. they was like, okay, give it to us. This may work. After they tested it. They realize that, hey, this won't work. It won't pass safety protocol. Yet Antonio Brown's like, yo, why me? Why me? You guys just trying to hate. I'm like, no, nobody's trying to hate. They're trying to protect you from yourself, you dumbass. Like, the, NBA, the NFL already has a million dollars of cases tied up into litigation because of head injury stuff. And you already are a person that t- that, that already has that's head injuries. They can't g- allow you to wear a helmet that they know is going to help see your head injuries because you a guy that has already been concussed several times. The way that you're acting now, you'll also probably be the same guy to be like, yo, no, I didn't you know what I was getting into. NFL playing, I'm trying to go after the NFL money after you've blown through everything that you say that you own. I'm sorry, I hate to say that about you, but... like The way that you he, he's been acting lately seems that he has a little bit more head issues than just what's going on with his helmet. Now, some of these issues that are going on in the NFL are starting to become real serious, though. As we see Antonio Brown trying to find ways to get a helmet to stay in an NFL that he says he doesn't need anymore, that he doesn't have to do. But yet, I don't see him walking away. You understand, You ever understood that? That for as much as they say that they don't need it, you don't see them walking away too easily. And granted, maybe it's just way too much money to walk away from. But at some point in time, you got to walk away, whether you walk away on your own or you don't. Now, Antonio Brown keeps trying to use a helmet that is probably going to force him to walk away from the game a little bit sooner than he would like to be. But remember, he doesn't need the NFL, so maybe he doesn't care. A guy that did want the NFL, whether he needed it or not, but still cared, was Andrew Luck. And Andrew Luck has decided to announce that he is officially retiring from the NFL, that he has just gone through way too much body aches way too much problems way too many this cycle of injury of 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 recovery injury repeat recovery injury recovery injury recovery injury he got tired of that so after seven years in the nfl andrew luck is leaving and andrew luck i can full-heartedly understand i as we're finally now into the final week of my summer vacation Yeah, folks, we we are finally now in week seven, or week eight. What's this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Week eight, finally. Andrew Luck decides to retire. And when Andrew Luck spoke, Andrew Luck sounded very familiar. Andrew Luck reminded me of a soldier that had been in the army for seven years, and it's possibly at this point in time in his career where he's on a no push-up profile. He's on a no running profile. I mean that he can't do these type of things because of multiple injuries. He's had three years. He's, he's he's had four. He's had three surgeries over the last two years. At this pace, already being scheduled for a fourth torn, grown, torn ligaments in the, in the ankle. Cyst in the knee, you understand? Fractured, fractured wrist, and the cycle to constantly go up and down for it was just getting a little too too much. And he wants to stop the pain, and I'm t- i can tell you this wholeheartedly, Andrew Luck, I can tell you this wholeheartedly, B, the pain doesn't stop. I'm sorry, the pain doesn't stop regardless how long you get out there. And talking about somebody that had to put himself through a cycle that I can fully understand, where I had a physical fitness that's to take every six months as a, as, a, as a soldier. And because of my injuries, it made it very hard to consistently be active that whole year. But I had to be active enough to be able to pass a physical fitness test and also still stay within army standards. So it's basically you, you, you take three months to recover. So you can bust your ass for the three months leading up to a physical fitness test that basically breaks your body completely down because because you have injuries that you still haven't fully healed anyway. Just to make we get yourself to a point to pass it. To get yourself to a weight standard to pass it. As soon as you do, those next three months, you have to you have to spend in recovery. Because your body's just broken down. And then, oh, physical fitness test is coming up again. Three months come around. Now you gotta push yourself back through that cycle of trying to pass it. And it becomes a lot, and it be- and it starts to weigh down on you, and it gets mental, and and, and, and it eats at you. And some of the analysts, at least with Andrew Luck, at least the people that he thought were supporting him will stay supportive. That doesn't happen when you're in, when you're in the Army. The people that you thought is going to be supportive of you, they don't always stay supportive. They start wondering if you're stealing a check from Uncle Sam because of the injuries that you have that Uncle Sam caused. And they still added extra, extra layers of stress onto you because... You're injured because you hurt yourself while throwing it while putting 150% to Uncle Sam. So I can whole understand Andrew Luck saying, Listen, I don't want to do this anymore. I need I need to get out while I while I can and just not choose to re-enlist. And not just constantly give you guys like chunks of my body and take toes off my life because I already told you guys. I'm not going to live to see 60. So Andrew Luck, Andrew's luck has run out as Andrew Luck runs out of the NFL because his body has officially told him I can't take this anymore. Now, I'm going to close the show by giving you the one thing that you've probably been waiting on this whole entire time, right? And what that truly is, is to find out all of these moves in the NBA because, you know, I wanted to leave this for last for you. And I want to leave this to last for you because there were some moves, right? And we're going to talk about a little bit of all of them as they pop up on the screen. We're going to start from the bottom work our way up. Kimber Walker going to Boston. I love it and I hate it, right? I love it for the simple fact that, listen, I I, I want to see Kimber Walker in, a, in an environment that possibly puts him in a situation to win. But unfortunately, it puts Kimber Walker in a situation to win, and he's going to been in Boston. And he's, a, and, and he's a New York native. And ever since he's been in college, he's been a traitor. UConn. And now Boston, he loves it up there. He's a fucking trader. He's he, he he's from that. He like he shouldn't even claim New York anymore. Nobody, nobody, nobody's feeling you B. what no, I mean go ahead and take your bat and run. But ultimately, I also want to see how he does there in replace of of, of, of of Kyrie Irving. So let's start the first domino. Kemba Walker is out of is out of Charlotte. Who goes to Charlotte? Don't know. But he goes to Boston. But you know Kyrie Irving's out of Boston. He goes to Brooklyn. We already told you how I feel about that. Not too happy. And then what happens? D'Angelo Russell goes to Golden State. I think this is interesting for DeAndre Russell goes to Golden State because people keep forgetting, and not not for nothing. It's easy to forget that they won and lost a championship before Kevin Durant, without him. And I've told people this that the Golden State Warriors don't need Kevin Durant to win a championship. What they really wanted was another guy that can create his own shot, that couldn't force you to do a to do a box one defense, but because because it's only Kevin because it's only Stephen Curry out there. You can't scheme against two guys like that. And that's what they ever really needed because that's what LeBron James had when he had Kyrie Irving. Was another guy that you could put the ball in his hand and he could wholeheartedly go get his own bucket and his own score and break his mouth off the dribble, be a playmaker, get his own shit. So I told everybody, you don't need Kevin Durant to win a championship for your Golden State. You just need it better than Matt Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Sorry. Because really, all you needed was Harrison Barnes to win it. But you really needed somebody better than Harrison Barnes to consistently win it. Maybe somebody that can create their own shot. And I already told you this from the beginning. It doesn't matter what I tell you about Golden State and how much I like D'Angelo Russell going over there. Because as a second guy that can create his own shot. And somebody else that can help take the ball off the dribble. And somebody else can also put 25 points up, up, up on the scoreboard within his sleep just the way that Stephen Curry can. I still don't see what I don't see them getting past what will be Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Because even when you get Klay Thompson back, I'm sorry, that's still Patrick Beverly, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard versus Stephen Curry, D'Angelo Russell, and Klay Thompson. So I'm not really seeing the love there the way that anybody else did. But like I said, things are getting interesting in the NBA. Doesn't mean that people are going to win. And people keep wanting a way to try to figure out, hey, all this parody. I understand. There's some teams in the East think they can win. There's tons of teams in the West that you can think go win. But there's only one team in the West that really is going to win. That's going to be the LA Clippers. The feel-good stories: Jimmy Butler goes to Miami. Not quite sure that does for Miami. Derrick Rose goes, goes over to Detroit, and we don't know if he's going to be taking over the starting position or if he's going to be coming off the bench. But we do know that Reggie Jackson may not be that answer. And if that's the case, listen, Derrick Rose may be getting his second shot at being a starting point guard in this league. a third shot, or fifth shot, however many damn chances he's gotten. Now it takes us to the tippity. Oh, my people. Sing it, Daddy. Sing it, Daddy. Yeah. We get Kyrie Irving joining. Or Kevin Durant joining Kyrie Irving. That's Kevin Durant. As Kyrie Irving really told him did the bitch move. And he went to go in and sign somebody's way. His boy knew that he didn't have no choice to go to because he was injured. And he also heard all of the heat that he was going to take, that he was going to get in the next if he played there. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you this real simple, B. Now you get a, you, are you two there in Brooklyn? You may get a pass this first year. You may get a pass this first year, Kyrie. But you guys won't be getting a pass next year. You guys will not be getting a pass next year when it comes to winning a championship. You guys better win a championship next year. You, Karis Laver, all them guys Even next year or the week after that There needs to be a championship that comes out of this There is no way that you don't win a ring And then after that, listen, Brooklyn will love you forever And ever and ever and ever And they'll go hard for you And they'll defend you to the tooth and nail And I'm telling you right now, there's no other bigger Army of psychos that you want behind you Than them buzzsaw people from Brooklyn Yo. I'm not going to go too much into how I feel about Kyrie Irving being there and leading that team for a year. Let's just hope that the system that they have in Brooklyn is more, as as we saw it help D'Angelo Russell shine, that that, that system is a little bit more beneficial towards him than the system that they had in Boston. That we also probably hope and see – that if, if it's a system that is going to work for Kimba. Because they're all in new places. Folks, that's the show. I appreciate you. I got nothing less to give. We've done two shows back to back. They both ended at one something in the morning. And I still got some editing to do. If the editing ain't happening tonight... We're not even uploading this tonight. Cause we got some stuff to remove. I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Let's remember, to let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. Chase whatever you love and stay forever young. This has been the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host and one and only Donato Martela, a.k.a. the Tin Man, a.k.a. your podcaster's favorite podcaster, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Buster, a.k.a. the slap the shout of your favorite podcaster, all, all the podcasts that you hate the most, whichever one. I'm out here. I'm going. I got nothing else to give. Thank you guys for listening. How do you, how do you how do you want it? You want you want a dope regular style? Guess what? That's just how we like it. That's how it is. Until now, to the year three thousand, bitches. You can't eat. You can't sleep. You can't do nothing without them talking about us. Thank you, and I'm out of here. Sorry, boys
1: all the stitches in the world can't sew me together again lay down lay down always knew i'd make a stop there but a lot later than a whole gang of people thought last call for drinks bars closing down sun's out where we going for breakfast don't want to go far night. Tired, baby.
0: Tired. My tea?